Welcome to the Travelling Senorita episode number 65. In this episode, I travel to Melbourne town, a place that I grew up, uh, a place that's been through a lot this year, uh, COVID pandemic wise. It's definitely taken one for the team for the rest of Australia. So I decided to head on south uh, and have a little look around and see how it's coping after months and months of lockdown. Uh, Initially it was in lockdown as was the rest of Australia. Uh, It came out and then had a second wave which really uh, took it down even harder than the first. So the death rate was up and the uh, cases were rising. They did an amazing job to shut it down um, and really literally for about three to four months just not move anywhere outside of their 5K radius, uh, working from home, living from home and um, shutting all commercial premises down uh, other than a little bit of takeaway. So it was pretty full on for the city, the cultural heartbeat of Australia I like to uh think of it as. Uh, Having grown up there, um, I got to be around a lot of uh, migrants and multiculturalism, food, music, uh, and just art galleries and open-mindedness, a city that really takes pride in itself and is very patriotic, uh, you know, run by fantastic sport events like the Australian Open um, and Aussie Rules. Grand finals, all of it uh, this year, did not uh, did not go ahead, so the AFL was taken to Queensland, which was a real uh, a real hard pill to swallow for Melbourneites. Um, so tough time for Victorians across the board, but particularly Melbourne as a city. So great to head down there. Um, and this uh, little episode today is going to be about um, just a couple of different places that we uncovered along the way. I was uh, lucky enough to go with a colleague of mine who is uh, from Travel Associates, which is the uh, exclusive brand for Flight Centre. Um, great to travel with her. She was doing a lot on the trade side of things, so discovering uh new hotels and destinations to write about, um, for me to write about and her to uh, sell to her clients. So um, shout out to Vanessa DeCartley. She uh, has been an absolute stalwart in this industry this year, um, having pretty much, uh, I think it was something like 22,000 people at uh, Flight Centre that went down to 3,000 in the first round that kept their jobs and is now down to something like 1,200. So Vanessa's still got her job working damn hard on behalf of a lot of people that aren't working um, and has done that with just, uh, you know, with a, with a smile on her face, which is, you know, refunding people's um, travel, I guess, for, for 2020 and, and beyond at this stage, um, not knowing when international travel will resume. So she's had to deal with not only the uh the customer but also the airlines um and just her colleagues that have all lost their jobs so it's been a tough tough year in uh, travel so we thought we'd get on the uh, get on a plane and head on south and check out what's going on in melbourne town so i i opted this time to fly out of ballina just so i wasn't uh, caught in the uh, queensland new south wales debacle the border debacle which i won't go on about because living in a border town it's very difficult Um, and interesting when a Premier decides to extend border closures for no apparent reason. As I said, don't go on about it, Carls. Um, However, now that's all opening up and looking a lot better. But I opted to go out of New South Wales. So, uh, you know, short two-hour plane ride from uh, Ballina 
airport to um, Melbourne to Tullamarine and then I uh, took an Uber into the city and uh, found my family so in and around uh, Melbourne town um, in the outer suburbs in Northcote and hung out there for a while and you know mask in hand but uh, pretty much masks outside were not mandatory just when you go into premises or shops um, you had to put them on until you sat down. So we went for a cruise around High Street, checked out all the fantastic uh, shops in and around High Street Northcote. It's a real, like, it's been an up-and-coming suburb for a long time, but it's definitely one of the uh, the uh, most popular suburbs on the outskirts of uh, Melbourne town. It's probably about 10 minutes from the city, and it's just got a plethora of fantastic boutique-style shops and restaurants, but the... Uh, the shops are really filled with designers, ethical products, um, sustainable uh, designs and just really cool. So lots and lots of wandering around in and out of shops, you know, being able to look at local ceramicists, uh, fashion designers, uh, jewellery makers and, yeah, just I, I find High Street Northcote is um, really eclectic. It's just you find... Uh, things there that you will not find anywhere else in the world pretty much so very indigenous to that area it's um a real show of artisans working in a local community and uh Northcote has got some fantastic food really good food um known for um Estelle and uh some fine dining options but also known for it's like you know Wesleyan which is a really cool um, old style church pub, which uh, yeah rocks on a rocks with low, live music most nights of the week, and a really cool uh, beer garden. So that is Northcote, and then uh, next day we headed off down to the middle. We found somewhere in the middle, well, pretty much in the middle, which was kind of in the burbs of Chadston. So on the way down to the peninsula, about half an hour away out of the city, we went um, down to check out a new hotel called. Hotel Chadston, which is literally built adjacent to the Chadston Shopping Centre, which is apparently the third largest shopping centre in the world and the largest in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's your it's your uh, really big, funky design shopping centre with lots of designers and your big major stalls, um, stores. Uh, and next to it is um, Hotel Chadston, which is a bit of a kind of a Dubai sort of... Uh, Asian concept really to have uh, hotels built adjacent to shopping centres but we were chatting to the uh, the manager there Megan and she was saying it's actually attracting a domestic market of like mother and daughters or couples that have decided to you know spend the weekend shopping in and also hanging out in what I would call an incredibly decadent hotel super beautiful uh, lots of like gold tones with um, plush pink and just really divine uh, fit out archways uh, really big hotel um, with a rooftop pool and just a gorgeous gorgeous space also has a uh, an Italian restaurant really well known uh, chef Scott Pickett is heading up that Italian restaurant there and uh, yeah a couple of another bar up on top near the um near the pool so gorgeous rooms big open windows plush 
plush uh, surrounds and just a really beautiful uh, hotel. So you could really just hang out there and then, you know, literally go down the supersized escalators and you're in uh, Chadson Shopping Centre. So great little place to stop off and uh, grab something to eat and, you know, rest for the night and then take off the next day and head down to the Mornington Peninsula. Mornington Peninsula is where I grew up, spent uh, nearly 27 years of my life. So I love the peninsula. Back in the day, uh, we were sort of living in and around on, on little hobby farms, really, on apple orchards. So uh, wasn't a lot going on down there other than surf and uh, good times. But now it is literally the tourist mecca that it is. Uh, lots and lots of people from the city uh, travel down there and also domestic and international tourism was going off pre-pandemic uh, shutdown, but they're doing really well. Um, I couldn't believe how many wineries and restaurants were actually dotted in and around the peninsula. Uh, we were heading uh, Destination Jackalope in um, Balnarring because we were like, heard so much about this place, uh, particularly the black pool and the smooth smooth fit out so it actually um won the best hotel a couple of years ago uh after it preceded halcyon winning it the first year and then the next year jackalope got it so it's in that caliber of halcyon house um in cabarita where we live and just beautiful it's an old um homestead per se on uh, a vineyard so it's known for its um willow vale wines and uh rare hair wines um, and the heritage building was to be kept as it was they could add bits to it but and do up the and contemporize the inside of it but they weren't to touch so much the outside what a fantastic job they have done of this hotel i think there's something like 40 plus rooms um, all sort of set around this beautiful um, landscape of the vineyard but just really, yeah, very, uh, very stylish. You walk in and the black tones with gold. Uh, there's a cool uh, bar with the old pool table there. And then you, um, there's just artwork, really fabulous artwork. So the owner, um, Lewis, uh, his surname escapes me, but he is obviously an art collector because everywhere there was just sculptures. The first thing you see is a giant-sized black jackalope from a Mel- Melbourne artist. And it just sits and commands attention in the driveway. Um, and that's sort of the entrance way to what is kind of almost like a wonderland. It's a bit of an Alice in Wonderland uh, journey through Jackalope. Um, obviously, the Jackalope itself is um, is the creature that kind of envelops the whole building. So as you go through, there's lots, lots of signs of, of, of the Jackalope and its family. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful hotel. And there's a restaurant there called Doot Doot Doot, go figure. And that's more of your degustation fine dining, beautiful fit out, has something like hundreds and hundreds of gold light globes are, um, are all littered around the roof, really, so that when you're sitting in the dining hall, you actually feel like you're in a fermenting bottle of champagne. Um, incredible. So that's in the Dut 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 restaurant. Then we walked around the gardens, came around, did a tasting, which was really cool. Um, and as I said, the two wines there and just an array of wines. The wine the winemakers and tasted, the um, the guys, the Somme's in there, they were just so much fun and friendly 
And we even got to, um, underneath the mask, I was like, I do know this guy. I know this guy's face. It turns out it was David Rain, who's on a little bit of a sabbatical from his uh, getaway foray into television and uh, doing wine tasting at... Uh, at uh, Jackalope, so that's super cool. And he uh, he was loving the uh, talking about the peninsula and and all of its wonderment. Um, and then we went into the it's sort of like the kind of mellow version tapas bar, if you like, called Rare Hair on the side. And I've got to say, like I love a sort of share plate casual eating um, as opposed to that degustation because I'm not a big eater, but I love the taste and flavours. And I, that was a rocking New Zealand chef has a hat. And just such smooth flavours. I mean, I'd never heard of barramundi wings in my life. And there was barramundi wings with what seemed to be like a sautéed down salami in a butter. Can't even describe it other than the sauce was like an orange buttery colour, which we later found out had a simmered down salami um, on top of buffalo wings. That's just an example. Then there was like a wood fire cookie with malt ice cream, which was literally like taking a warm cookie out of the oven, uh, which is how they got to that. And um, yeah, just beautiful food, tapas style share plates, really affordable, gorgeous outlook onto the vineyard, great staff. And as I said, wines to match. So that was Jackalope. Then we headed down the road to um, Point Leo Estate, which I had heard of before and have tasted their wines, but this is next level. They've really done it up and have a super-sized sculpture garden that literally is on a hilltop that cascades down into the ocean. So beautiful, beautiful estate. Uh, there hasn't been any dollars spared here at all. It is absolutely uh, extravagant um, and beautifully uh, curated sculpture garden. So that's Point Leo Estate. And yeah, that's right on the, the dramatic cliffs of the ocean and just, just stunning, really stunning. And then we kind of cruised around and uh, had a little look in Mount Martha, caught up with one of my oldest friends and it was buzzing again. I mean, people had their masks on and they were doing all the right thing, but that seaside, quintessential seaside village of Mount Martha, where I used to live many, many years ago, uh, was really bus- bustling and lots of cafes open and just, a, yeah, gorgeous. It's always known for its um, coloured, painted coloured what are they called? Beach, beach boxes, you know, like the little beach shacks. Um, there's a certain name for those, but it's that picture that you see all the time on St Kilda Beach or down on the peninsula with the um, beautifully coloured painted uh, beach shacks that adorn the uh, bay area. So gorgeous Mount Martha, drove through Mornington and on our way back to the city. So that was a cool little uh little journey from Northcote around to Chadston down to the Mornington Peninsula. I strongly suggest it. We did that in a couple of days. Heaps of food, heaps of culture and arts and just really friendly people. Then we had a, landed back in the uh, city where we stayed to do a recce on the newish Overlow Hotel, which is the Overlow Laneways, which is on Little Burke Street on the top end, uh, not far from the theatre precinct around the corner from parliament house so what a great place to stay really funky hotel uh, with everything around it all the laneways um, street art and yeah just uh, fun hotel like lollies and all through the foyer and uh, just the colors of the doors from red and yellow and blues and then just really um, funky little fit out where they're writing and texted the welcome notes and 
on the tables. Yeah, really cool um, hotel, very comfortable. We were in a two-bedroom suite, which had great um, lounge room and big windows looking out on the laneways. So that's the Overlow Hotel, and that is uh, on the top end of Little Burke Street. Really affordable, fun place to stay, and in the best position. Uh, we got up in the morning, went for a walk into Treasury Gardens, Fitzroy Gardens. Um, you know, Melbourne, Victoria is known as the garden state, and there's beautiful gardens. And when the sun is shining in Melbourne, it is literally the best place to be. You've got that nice, crisp, fresh air and sun shining in the um, open gardens. So uh, we went for a big walk around the gardens, um, hang out in, hung out in the um, in the Japanese garden with the steam coming out of the the rocks and just meditated there for a while and then you know typical Melbourne style you're like right where do we go now I would head into Federation Square and have a look at Acme the Academy of Moving Images grab some more lunch at uh, De Graves Lane you know from one of the little Italian uh, little Italian uh, restaurants there which have always been there forever and um, yeah headed down for a coffee did some shopping and then went back to got to go to Pellegrini's on the way back. So the institution that is Pellegrini's, which is just basically a stand-up espresso bar with homemade ravioli pasta, um, there was like minestrone soup just wafting out of the kitchen and always a smiley face um, greets you behind the counter. So that's the real lunchtime place to hang out um, in the city. And, you know, as I said, you know, the city had been shut down and it was just literally coming out in the last couple of weeks. But People seemed to be really happy, um, friendly, and just welcoming. They just wanted you there and um, realised that they're on a you know a long track back to where they were um, as an international uh, destination, the most livable city in the world. It was voted a couple of times in a row, a uh, couple of years in a row. Sorry. Um, so you know they're they're on their long way back, but I've got to tell you they um, they definitely uh, hospitality is their main fare and they were happy to be greeting people and serving people again. So Melbourne town, big shout out guys. You are, you took one for the team and you're absolutely rocking it. Um, just before I head off, there was a great new place called Nicanora's, which was um, <clears throat> on about the third level, I think, of the new Next Hotel in the CBD and that was funky New York style speakeasy bar but like really plush version of a small speakeasy bar. Great menu, something like 400 champagnes on on the wine list, um, banging cocktails and just a really gorgeous fit out. So art deco, gold hues and just that really funky kind of Humphrey Bogart-esque really it was just a really cool place to go so that's Nick and Nora's and they did open for three days I believe in the um pre just as COVID hit and they had to shut they reopened for a couple of days and had to shut again so they've been shut for like four months so they never really had their opening and we were lucky enough to head along there and um yeah basically welcome them and and you know watch their launch into the market so there's always plenty of plenty of bars and restaurants in and around Melbourne town, but this one was different again, and I think that's what I love the most about um, the people of Melbourne is they're always trying to push that 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 you know creative box that little bit further. So just always creating something a bit more unique. Um, the food is always uh, always next level, and hospitality is a job down there, and I always really enjoy that part of Melbourne. Plus, it's um. 
you know, the multiculturalism, the many, many years of Italians, Greeks, Vietnamese, um, just living in and around each other and creating um, pockets within um, the CBD areas that really do showcase the cultures of the world. So, yep, my friends, that is Melbourne Town and uh, arrived back last night and just, yeah, just uh, reminiscing on the flavours and the uh, the vibe that was uh, that is Melbourne Town. So big ups for Melbourne and, yeah, as I said, you've got a couple of great hotels there, um, the new Overlo, the Hotel Chadson, strongly suggest staying there. Um, and then if you can get into Jackalope, that is next level. So there's three that are, three of my picks there um, and great little destinations to explore all within an hour of each other. Um, and, yeah, you can't go wrong. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next week. Ciao.